And hello, everyone in the Rio Grande Valley and abroad, and welcome to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Don't forget, we drop episodes every Monday on anchor.fm forward slash STBS or on podpage.com slash STBS RGV. You can also find our other social media channels by searching South Texas Border Sports. That includes Instagram and YouTube. And you can follow me on Twitter just by searching Pro Sports RGV. This week's guest, he's been on before, and we've talked the many market values that the sporting card industry has had. But now there's been a little shift in the momentum of that. And to talk about that issue, I have invited along from Hobbies and Heroes, my good friend, Herbie Montemayor, a.k.a. Hot Hand Herbie. Herbie, how's it going? Thanks, thanks a lot for taking time out of your busy schedule, and thanks for joining. Ray, I appreciate you having me on, man. Thank you. I've been doing really well. Man, many thanks. Uh, you know, uh, that little shift in the industry, you know, the last time <laughs> that we were uh, on a podcast together, we were talking about the potential changes, and now it's going through with fanatics just buying out a, a panini at this point. Oh, what are your thoughts on that? And have you seen some of these newer products uh, that you work at, at Hobbies and Heroes? Have you seen some of these uh, newer products that have come out? And what are your overall thoughts on them? Well, with uh, Fanatics buying out Tops, they bought out Tops. Uh, it seems like a couple months ago, but yeah, that was that was like big time news uh, in the car community on Instagram. It, it just it just spread like wildfire. Um, a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I'm taking it as it is. I, it's really just working day-to-day operations. Uh, but a, a lot of people see it as a positive thing and also a negative thing. Um, you know, Fanatics will be like the sole, uh, sole maker of sports cards at least by 2026 or by 2024. I believe they're going to have all the license, all the, um, what is it called, the, the um the the players associations for NFL and and for basketball so they should have those and it's going to be it's going to be kind of crazy but as far as like differences right now like with tops products we still have the regular tops products um even though it's under uh new management with fanatics uh everything is still uh, seems like somewhat normal but we're seeing like a slight little shift in regards to like some of the prices uh but you know with baseball baseball really hasn't been impacted too too much i would say since uh, really the the card boom the card boom really has impacted more of the um, uh, the basketball and the football market I would say more so uh, but I mean baseball vintage has always gone up and it's gone up even more so uh, I would say during the card boom but even with more ultra modern cards you know I, I think fanatics is going to bring it a huge uh, they're going to change the industry for sure. I just, I'm kind of glad they did acquire Tops. One thing I'm very, I was nervous about is that they were going to get rid of the Tops brands like Tops Chrome, uh, Bowman Chrome, uh, Tops Dynasty, you know, uh, Transcendent, Tops Transcendent Baseball, you know. So there, there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of products that have been so, that we as collectors have been used to, you know, and I, I think we were afraid of losing that. And I think I'm pretty positive that Finax has already gone on record saying that they are going to keep all those uh, product lines going. And, you know, just looking at 
some of the changes uh, that are coming up, you know, but uh, Bowman starting to come along with the football line. Uh, pretty soon mm-hmm. they'll be coming out with the basketball line. But what what are your your thoughts on just the Bowman itself starting up a football line? And, and you know, you, I'm pretty sure you have your your consumers that are just anxious for that uh, item to drop now any day soon. Well, it's it's already dropped actually. They have Bowman U that that dropped. Um, so the first Bowman product uh, for football finally came out. And it's been a very long time since the last Bowman football product came out. But the Bowman U product came out, and uh, I mean we have some at the shop. It's uh, it has the new 2022 draft class in there uh, for football. The dilemma is um, this draft class is very defense heavy. No big quarterbacks were taken uh, really in the first round. I mean, there was one, I believe, taken in the first round. The next one was taken in the third round. And, you know, it's what moves the products really is quarterbacks. There was a good, a good amount of receivers taken, but it's more of a defensive oriented draft, I would say, this year. So um, the cards do look nice, though. They really do. Uh, it's just I haven't seen that big uh, shift yet. I still see customers still buying more Panini products than the Bowman U. Now for baseball, Ray, it's a completely different story. <laughs> but oh yeah, but, definitely. Yes, but I, I I will ask. I, I will tell you this: uh, Kenny Pickett being the Pittsburgh Steelers' uh, <laughs> new quarterback, their first round pick, and the only quarterback taking in the first round. Uh, mm-hmm with this draft you class like how do you like the imaging of the cards and just uh, how do you feel about it overall i like it actually uh i i like that they include different a different variety of colors it's a little bit different than i mean it's not necessarily different somewhat the same as uh prism draft basketball or i'm sorry prism draft uh, football um so i mean you still have your college logos college products um I mean, you still have different colors. I, I just think with Bowman U, the, the colors are a little bit more limited uh, in regards to, like, let's say if you're comparing it to Penny and Prism uh, draft picks football, there's a lot of colors. So as far as comparing or just liking the product, it's good. Uh, but I, I think people are still leaning towards more of the Penny uh, Prism draft picks because of the college logos. Uh, would you compare Bowman U as similarly to like say a baseball's uh bowman draft where you just get a whole bunch of paper cards and some very very few colored uh, mixed in in there yes definitely i mean i i could i could compare it uh at least to to bowman drafts uh because with bowman draft you get a lot of paper cards uh but right in the middle of course you get your chrome uh so yes i would definitely compare it to that and again, it's actually a really good design. Uh, I think a lot of people don't give it enough uh, credit. Uh, the design is actually quite, it's just, you know, very simplistic, very, you know, and I think simplicity sells. Uh, they do have the first Bowman, uh, you know, emblem and everything on the card. So it's still, it, you know, it stands out. As I'm being joined by Herbie Montemayor of Hobbies and Heroes, Herbie, uh, you know, you and now, now with football starting to come around the corner with new products uh, dropping in, what do you, and you just mentioned about how Panini still has, I, I guess, the heavy se- sentimental uh, uh, buying cost right now at your shop. Uh, what do you foresee with uh, 
Fanatics and their football deal that's coming along uh, along the corner now, uh, trying to push a, a little bit more of their uh, now pro football product. Well, Ray, you're going to start seeing that shift. I mean, we don't see the shift right now with the Bowman U products just because it doesn't have the college logos nor the uh, pro logos. But we are going to start to see that shift uh, just because Benini is going to lose those licenses, especially with the Players Associations. That's actually the most important license. Um, if the NFL Players Association, if they don't have that license, that means they can't put any of the NFL players on cards at all. Uh, so you know how Panini does their baseball products. They have MLB, uh, the Players Association for baseball. Uh, so they're able to put the players on the cards, but they just don't have the license for the Major League Baseball. So they just can't put the logos, you know, so they cannot, they cannot even put players on cards. So that's why you will see that shift. Once Fanatics has the complete, well, once they have both licenses, it's going to just shift the industry, you know, from people buying Panini products and shifting into Fanatics. I'm just hoping, again, Fanatics kind of, um, again, takes care of uh, at least the collector in regards to, again, continuing to uh, produce at least good quality cards, uh, again, having good customer service. You know, Panini has good customer service. I know a lot of people rag on them, but they, they've helped us out a lot. And uh, again, we're very appreciative of that. Now for you, like being uh, on both the collector and on the vendor side, uh the type of relationship that it's important to keep on both ends uh, for you guys, uh, more on the vendor side, how important is it uh, to quickly establish a kind of relationship where, you know, you guys can get your product on time and uh, delivered in an efficient manner and also not receiving any damaged product because that can sometimes uh, deteriorate a little bit of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, when we're direct, it, it helps out a lot. We get have a direct account, so we're very fortunate that we have that direct account with with Panini. So, when Panini uh, sends out, uh, you know, when they release products, we get them literally on release day, and we get them on time. And uh, very rarely, I think it's very rare we never received anything damaged. Uh, they they package everything pretty well. Uh, and then I also got credit FedEx. FedEx uh, takes care of, I'm sorry, UPS and also FedEx, they take care of us very well as far as our packages. Um, but, you know, to, to get back at it, if you're direct with the particular company, it helps out so much because we could get the products on time, literally on release day. Uh, so again, we're working on at least uh, trying to get direct uh, with Fanatics, specifically with Tops. If we could get direct with Tops right now, you know, baseball right now is pretty high. You know, this past week, and again, I don't mean to go off a little bit, but just this past weekend, man, we sold so many, so many baseball products. Uh, like if you were in shop, you you would be in heaven. You there, everybody was opening up their baseball uh, boxes there, and there's so many good hits. So I mean, it's just it comes and goes in waves, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's just being direct uh, with the distributor, and then of course, uh, you know, we we usually will get everything on time. That's the key. Uh, I know one of the more elusive cards that you and I have been talking about off air is the Wander Franco, <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays. Boy, yes. that's going to be a hot commodity card. Have people been asking you for that one? And what are some of the other cards that you've been seeing, like uh, being sold on the baseball side right now? On the baseball side, um, uh, Jeremy Benya is one. <laughs> Jeremy Benya is, uh, he, he is being very 
heavily sought after, especially at, at the shop. Wander, I mean, Wander has always been popular. He's been popular really since his first Bowman came out in 2019. Uh, but more so just his tops rookie, even his Donruss rookie too. Uh, it's not an easy card to pull. Um, just the other day, somebody pulled a nice, uh, a nice little insert of him out of uh, Diamond Kings, you know, and um, I would say Wander, believe it or not, it's more Jer- Jeremy Benya. There's more Astros, I would say. Uh, Reed Detmers, I got a couple questions this past week, but you know, it's crazy because I think Reed Detmers, Detmers was drafted in 2020 i want to say he was he was either the 20th uh, i think he was the 10th overall pick by the angels and i remember we pulled some of his autographs and some of those uh bowman products back in the day um but i would say as far as uh being hot right now it's going to be jeremy benya wander is uh you know here and there a couple other ones uh believe it or not um johnny bench <laughs> johnny bench yeah very random uh yeah we got a couple couple uh customers asking for giant bench cards uh there was um i'm trying to think who else there's always otani and, and trout people are always looking for for their stuff um man trout's doing really well this year man he's hitting over 300 uh and again the a's are the angels have been playing pretty well um let's see there's one more player there's one more player uh, uh miguel, miguel cabrera. cabrera you might yes miguel cabrera you mentioned him the other day so, or not, not the other day, a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I went to the shop trying to look for a, uh, a what do you call it, a mag for a, a Tim Duncan card that's a, a bit of a booklet. It's like mm-hmm. a big old patch card. And it, sadly, there, there wasn't any uh, mags for those uh, type of booklets. I, I want to say it was like an 180-point uh, card or something like mm-hmm. that. It was a pretty thick card of uh, Tim Duncan. Hey, and you said it's a booklet. Yeah. They do... They do sell them online. It's just, man, they're they're like 15, 20 bucks. Like if you're looking for a mag booklet. Yeah. Yeah. We used to carry them. It's just now it's kind of hard to at least restock on those type of specialty supplies, I would say. And and for you guys as as sellers, I mean, what's kind of been like the most difficult product that you or at least supply that's been difficult? You 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 mentioned the mag booklets. But what are some of those other items that are just difficult for you guys to get a hold of and try to sell to consumers? Because online pricing can 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 be really difficult at times, uh, specifically when it comes to pricing just for one item. But mm-hmm. what are those uh, some of those supplies? Um, there's there's like specialty pages as well that that are uh, sometimes a little bit difficult to restock on. Uh, like, I don't know if you ever seen, like, I'm sure you opened up Tops, Allen and Ginter, you know, how they come with like a mini card in them. Uh, yeah. So they have specific pages where you could put those mini cards in. So those, uh, we used to have some in shop, but we don't have them. We sold out. Let's see. Uh, sometimes like, uh, bigger top loaders for, uh, like older vintage cards as well. Cause you know, back in the fifties and the sixties, that would be a little bit, uh, longer and, and wider, um, yeah, there's there's just li- little things. There's so many different things. I would say, even even top loaders for like sixteen by twenties, you know. So we, believe it or not, we do actually have some of those in stock: eleven by fourteens, eight by tens. You know, it's just like little things uh, that we specialize in in terms of just supplying. Uh, but there's there's so many different types of supplies out there. You know, one you know, the there's most- also. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. There's one more thing to. Uh, I want to get something called card houses. Have you ever uh, heard of card houses? 
No, no. Okay, so I I have some in here, but I'm not get. I won't show you. I don't know if you can see. It's probably like at the top. You can see it like yeah. on the top. But um, they're essentially 800 count boxes, and you could like, and it's literally little shelves, and it's all all made in in, in cardboard boxes. And you just you know put them in, and you can put uh, whatever teams and stuff you want in there. They're pretty cool, but they're expensive. They're 50 bucks. One of the things that I've been looking for myself are like ticket stub holders. I, yes, that too. That that's been like the number one item that I've stayed away from uh, shopping online, and mm-hmm. always rolled the dice that one day I walk into Hobbies and Heroes, and hopefully, <laughs> and try to find. <laughs> Man, you're putting the pressure. <laughs> Hey, that's what it's all about, baby. Yes, just messing, <laughs> just messing with you guys. But you, you know, for me, I'll look into it. What, I'm going to take note right now. <laughs> believe me, it. you'll be you'll you'll be like the Utah Jazz. Yes, you'll take note, but you'll end up losing in seven. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man. You got the jokes today, sir. Oh, man, I'm sorry, but I had to go there. Sorry, Utah Jazz fans. Sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, anyhow, joining me on the podcast is uh, Herbie Montemayor, a.k.a. Hot Hand Herbie from Hobbies and Heroes. (laughs) Herbie, uh, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, Panini licensing, jumping on to Fanatics, and now finding some of those rare obscurities like Take a stub holders and whatnot. I, I've got a couple of four by six uh, trading cards that were given to me, uh, particularly about six, maybe seven years ago. Uh, one of them is a Chipper Jones. Uh, the card's in bad shape, but I mm-hmm. wanted to keep it because it is out of 1500. I want to say it was either made by Classic or by Fleer. Okay. I, I, I've seen the uh, top loaders for that. What about penny sleeve holders for those type of cards? Is that a, 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 a difficult find? Uh, give me the scoop uh, on that. <laughs> I, you know, I've never really looked for four by six uh, sleeves, but you know what? They, I'll tell you this, Ray, they make supplies for almost any size card. So if they make top loaders, which we used to have, by the way, we used to have four by six top loaders. We sold out already. Um, but I'm pretty positive. I'm pretty positive. They make sleeves. Just, I just got to find them. Yeah, you know, I'm, where sometimes like whenever I get those type of questions, I always go on blowout cards because they have all of these different types of supplies, like random supplies too. And so I'll see if they actually have them like have them. And then I'll, I'll check where our distributors, you know, <laughs> to see if they have them in stock. Yeah. I mean, it's just w- one of those things. Yeah. Because it's, it's one of my favorite cards of all time. It's, it's a rookie mm-hmm. card of Jeopard Jones and out of only like 1500 of them. I mean, Hey, even though the card's in bad shape, I'll, I'll keep it because it's, uh, for me, it was like one of those things where I, uh, it, w- it was just like a random pickup because you know, it's Chipper Jones, it's the Atlanta Braves and I'm a fan of them. Right. Casually, you know, uh, but you, you know, so sticking going back on the subject of cards, uh, being that it was a defensive, uh, heavy uh, NFL draft, 
do you kind of see a, a little bit of a of a drop off with the, either Panini or Bowman U on the sales? Uh, what do you what are you looking at like forecast wise only because of the quarterbacks not taking and, and all that stuff? Because one of the things I'm looking at to do mm-hmm. is try to buy low on some of these Texans uh, first rounders and even the second rounders. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I definitely see there is going to be a tremendous drop off in my opinion. I, uh, I remember last year, like when score, well, when prism draft football came out last year, yeah, I mean, you had what four or five quarterbacks taken in the first two rounds, at least. Cause I remember Cal Trask being, I think the first round, I'm sorry, second round pick, but first pick in the second round. But anyway, so those quarterbacks that came out made those boxes much more expensive. So I, I want, I do see uh, at least a decrease in some of the prices as far as, you know, starting off, but like anything else, Ray, um, if it's low for maybe two or three weeks, it's going to stay low like that. And then all of a sudden it's just going to shift up. And the only reason why is because of supply and demand. If, if it's going to be uh, very cheap, there's going to be a lot of breakers uh, who are going to buy up the product. There's going to be a lot of shops that are going to buy up the product. So uh, when people are going out looking for these boxes and if they can't find any, you know, that's when prices go up. And that's what we notice uh, a lot with the 2021 products. They just, sometimes the starting prices just started off high and they never really came down. But yes, no, I definitely see a, a huge shift. I mean, we saw it with basketball this year. In my opinion, I love this year's basketball class, the 2020, uh, the 2021 draft class with Evan Mobley, Katie Cunningham, uh, Josh Giddy. Those guys did not get enough recognition. The whole draft class was full of top players. They didn't get any recognition. There was no top-notch superstar like LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards. So this year's, I don't know if you noticed, with this year's basketball products, they are actually maybe a third of the price cheaper than last year. So they are actually a little bit lower. Uh, so I do see the same thing happening with the NFL, but I'm hoping with the NFL they drop more <laughs> than the NBA, you know. Yeah, you know, for, for me, you, you were talking about the basketball availability, you know, that that was one of the things I saw a lot of at, at some of the uh, local retailers and one of them had uh, NBA hoops. They had a solo box of NBA hoops. Mm-hmm. I finally dug into one box and I got a, a Tyrese Maxey uh, uh, a, a ty- and a second year Halliburton card mm-hmm. and and some and some other color card and and you know it, it was not that bad you know it was not that bad a, a, of a box uh, c- considering like the price range uh where they have been in the past to now yes. mm-hmm. and, and and you know it's probably a good thing I, I i should have at least dug into at least one more packet because there was a nice fair amount of of the uh, packets left to be honest yeah with but i, I yeah yeah, I've noticed that I bought, I've been uh, buying a little bit here and there. Uh, I tr- try to buy more singles. I am actually collecting Evan Mobley. Um, when I met Jerry West out in Chicago, again, I'm going to let the secret out, man. You ready? He told me a secret. He said that the only player he – well, not the only player, but one of the players he enjoys most watching this year was Evan Mobley. And he said that Evan Mobley reminds him of a, a very, very young Bill Russell. So – I took that advice and I'm running with it. So I picked up a couple autographs of him. I've been collecting Evan Mobley. And, and man, when you watch him play, he plays really well. Uh, 
I have NBA League Pass, so I I, I watch the you know the Cavs are one of my teams I saved to watch the games, and they've been he's he's not only a great player but just the team that's up and coming. You know, I'm excited for next uh, season, uh, especially for the Cavs. Yeah, for for me, I mean, uh, one of the guys that uh, I saw from a very young player uh, career wise was uh, Tyler Bay when the Mavericks drafted him. And all yes. of a sudden, he found himself down here with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. I'm and like, wow! And and he ended up uh, crowning himself a champion after going through a lot of setbacks early in yeah. his NBA career. And and I kind of felt for the guy, but you know, after like, and one of the stories that I've shared on a on the previous podcast since I got to work uh, courtside. Uh, I got to see T-Bay uh, walking off the court after being subbed out for, and he, and he asked the coach, coach, what did I do wrong? And the coach responded to him. You did everything right. Just take a breather, man. Just take a breather. <laughs> you, you'll be back in. But right. But right now I just need for you to t- just keep it cool, man. You've done everything right. well so far. And, it, and for me, it was such a great story to see. Him just trying to recover himself and try to prove himself that, hey, I belong somewhere in an NBA roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. Uh, I actually pulled a rookie autograph of his from uh, Nolar Basketball uh, on card and everything in a Mavs uniform. Uh, but I want to add, uh, I got another story. It's not about uh, Tyler, though. It's about, uh, oh, my goodness. my The name just, uh, I, it just escapes me. I met his mom though. I met his mom there at the skate shop, uh, at the skates, uh, the skate park that's right next to the training facility. Ah, uh, shoot, what was his name? Oh, uh, you might know his name. Uh, he was drafted. He was not drafted, but he was picked up by the Pistons, and then he had a ten-day contract with the Spurs. Uh, uh, Anthony Lamb. Yeah. Mm, yes, I think it was Anthony Lamb. Yeah, Anthony Lamb. Uh, I know he was uh, one of the few players yes, that got ten day. Yes, yes, it was Anthony Lamb. So I I met his mother uh, there at the at the skate park because she was waiting. Uh, she actually went. They were having the uh, uh, end of the year meeting uh, there at the facility, and so she was just waiting outside. And she just like went over and me and her just started talking basketball. Man, she's uh, actually like been all over uh, the league uh, with with Anthony. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, she told me a lot. Of crazy stories um so i was bringing up players that were drafted by the rockets and that played with the with the vipers like uh you know mafandu kembengeli you know uh he's with the vipers right now uh i mean he was originally drafted by the clippers you know so it's crazy there's a lot of a lot of players there's gerald green too you know who played uh also uh not only with the rockets but with the vipers but i mean gerald green uh was all over the league you know yeah I mean, the guy was like the, the, the team father, the team veteran of, yeah. of the group, you know, it's a six-man role, starting role. I mean, hey, he showed up and he balled out. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he wouldn't fill up the stat sheet, but uh, the guy's presence uh, helped out the Vipers a lot. And with regards to Kevin Gelly, uh, after uh, with the Clippers, he spent some time with the Cavaliers, and then he ended up in, in the Vipers organization. Mm-hmm where he learned how to shoot threes. And my Lord, I mean, he probably let the team in three-point percentage shooting-wise. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And when I look through that roster, it's like, man, like all these guys were drafted either late first round or second round, you know, for the most part. And then, um, yeah, so she, uh, Lamb's mom was uh, telling me, uh, you know, how he was, uh, you know, pretty bummed out that he he got cut by uh, the Pistons and also by the Spurs, too. Uh, but, man, he found, like, he was able to, uh, you know, uh, find more motivation, and he actually did really well. I was actually, you know, like, kinda, like looked into his background and everything, and as far as, like, stats, he did really well this season. He, yeah. he won the most improved player or something yeah yeah he 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 came back and won the most improved player uh i want to say that happened in the bubble season when they played Uh everything in uh in orlando when they had that bubble season because he was cut by the caval by the cavaliers g league team Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he found himself with the vipers and his story just took off from there you know he just had he had to be a little bit more patient because the vipers at the time had uh uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and 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 KJ Martin, uh, Kevin Martin Jr. Yeah, Kevin so, Martin. Yeah, yeah. They they both got called up by the Rockets and insert Anthony Lamb, and then we know what the rest of the story was. Mm-hmm. A, a seldomly used guard at the bubble who joined the Vipers at the right time. Yes, sir. Now I I've got to ask you. You know, some of the toys that we grew up. Uh, watching we both saw like the end of starting lineups the start mm-hmm. of mcfarland the the I, I guess near uh death of mcfarland sports figures and now mm-hmm. with starting lineups coming back what are your thoughts on that well with the starting lineups that's actually kind of cool don't you think like like it's it, like it's a bunch of vintage stuff that's kind of coming back um i don't know i i i I, I have my old starting lineups. Actually, I still have them in their boxes. I st- have my – all my uh, McFarland figures are still in my closet, you know, all, you know, still in their boxes. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I like to collect sports figures. I just don't follow their values. It's like if I see the player and it looks cool, I'll, I'll get it. I'm in the process right now of making my room a little bit bigger to put everything out, but it's just – it's so hard right now. But, no, I, I actually – I'm a big fan of it. Uh, what do you think of it? Uh, you know, uh, just looking at it inside my own room, I, I have a couple of hockey figures that I was able to scoop up uh, for about $1.25 each back in the year of 1999. Really? Yeah, and, and the vast majority of them were hockey players. Uh-huh. And my front door neighbor at the time, he gave me a, a 1998 uh, Barry Bonds in a Giants uniform. Nice. And he got me also a Simeon Rice, which I don't know what happened to that. And the only other starting lineup figure I bought was a Kurt Warner with the uh, Super Bowl trophy. And I just bought that to keep the Super Bowl trophy. And now I'm kicking myself because I want to get one with the uh, Heisman trophy uh, on it now. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the one that I'm missing, uh, the Heisman trophy. I don't care. What player it is, I mean, I just want it for the Heisman Trophy itself. Right. That, that's kind of the one thing that I miss about the starting lineups is that uh, they they actually had, like, the licenses to really put out, like, some really neat gifts. Mm-hmm. And I think McFarlane was only able to get the uh, 
the Larry O'Brien Trophy and the World Series Trophy. Mm-hmm. Because I, if I, if my memory serves correctly, and if one of my listeners can prove me uh, wrong, uh, the starting lineup only had the Super Bowl and the Stanley Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then McFarland also had the, St- the Stanley Cup at one point too. Yeah, I remember the Stan- Stanley Cup. But I, re- I also remember McFarland having the World Series uh, yes. trophy. Yes, I, I, I got I got one of those uh, thanks to an Albert Pujols figure mm-hmm. that I was able to find here locally. And no. I opened I opened up that bad boy and I put it right next to uh, <laughs> to uh, my to the uh, Chipper Jones batting left handed. Oh, there you go. And it's like right right next to my Tom Glavin and John Smoltz figures. I have two McFarland figures actually. I have one of Tim Duncan. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's uh Tim Duncan. Um it has he has five uh Larry O'Brien trophies inside. Five yeah. and then should be four and a half. Uh what what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, first one was half a championship. Uh come on, nineteen ninety nine. I love to give Spurs fans a lot ragged on that one. Hey, championship is a championship. But yeah, no, he has two MVP trophies. <laughs> and then uh, I have one of Kobe, and Kobe is actually hold, holding up the Larry O'Brien trophy. I actually yeah. have – I should have another one of Kobe where he has actually all five championships too. Yeah, the the only one that I got with the, the Larry O'Brien was the first figure to come out with it was the Shaq with the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Which was, I want to say, series thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, think I, have... I I found that one like locally on the cheap for like six, seven bucks. I said, really? No. Yeah, and and this was back at the time when KB Toys was still around. Uh-huh. I'll talk about a blast of the past right there. Man, I miss that. I miss that store so much. Uh, back in uh, El Cid, uh, I'm sorry, La Plaza Mall. Yeah, that 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 place became like uh that became like a, tre- a treasure fool for me. I ended up, <laughs> I ended up buying like a, a bunch of figures from there. One time uh, I ended up buying like four Joe Mowers, three Josh Hamiltons and uh, Lord knows wh- what else. I mean, that store nearly made me bankrupt. You bought three Joe Mowers. How, how long ago did that, did it give toys go out of business? <laughs> uh, I want to say just slightly, after 2011 no not 20. or uh the kb toys in in, in la plaza Mall, i know that one like went out a long time ago but no i think when was joe mauer rookie uh no the rookie figure came out i know the series was number 21 and uh-huh. there was about like 34 or 35 series of figures that mcfarland released out and there was about mm-hmm. like three series per year, one one exclusive to Toys R Us, and then the others were like nationwide toy uh, distributors and sellers and, and retailers and whatnot. But I remember getting a hold of like the four Joe Mowers, three Josh Hamiltons, and it was like, wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I, I still have the, the Joe Mauer here with me. Nice. Now, and, Josh Hamilton. Rangers, Josh Hamilton, the Reds, Reds, the Reds okay. when he started out as Red, okay, and and but the one figure that that's eluding me, the Dirk Nowitzki with the Larry O'Brien. 
Oh man, don't don't even tell me. I know, I know what you're talking about. I remember seeing that one. We're putting that one back too. I remember that. Yeah, that's the one that's been like eluding me. And I guess my sake, my second favorite figure of all time, which I never saw locally, mm-hmm. it was a Kevin Garnett in a full warm-up suit. Oh, really? to do a layup. No. Yeah, that that was when McFarlane made that transition to the to the cardboard background. Okay. Yeah, it was like one of the first series that they had switched to full uh, mm-hmm. cardboard background and that was like the one the one figure that I wanted off the entire series. It was a KG in the full warm-up uniform because it was nice. the only, it was the only uniform that they ever released like that. Mm-hmm. No other player had that pose or or had or had that to him. Right. Just Kevin Garnett. It, it was like the sixth or seventh figure already of Kevin Garnett. Well, I've never I've never even seen seen that one or heard of it. I'm gonna look it up on eBay shortly now. Yeah, I mean you take a look at it and you'd be like, okay, wow. Like th- mm-hmm. this is what he was referencing to. But yeah, going back to starting lineups, you know, it's just for me. I'm just happy for, for them to see them come back, and I hope that that they release like a, a series where you can just get like all the trophies into one package. And if mm-hmm. it's retailed at forty nine ninety nine, I mean, hey, I'll be happy to to pay and 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 get that. You know, right? It's just one of those things that I I just miss nostalgically. I mean, just no labels, no nothing, just the pure trophy right you know i i um you know i know mcfarland a long time ago at least for basketball they 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 released uh like a classic line where it had like will chamberlain bill russell you know bill Walton as well uh you know they had magic and larry uh, um i would like at least for starting lineups to actually produce just like a, a long line of just classic basketball players. I'm not talking about 2000s, you know. I want to go from like the 90s all the way back, you know. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Funko, uh, the Funko Pops, they're they're starting to do that now, at least with basketball. Yeah, the the Funko Pops. I mean, I I, I really like them. They're they're cool. I mean, especially with the newer mascots that they've been coming out for college football, and I hope that mm-hmm. they start making them. Uh, sooner now for the the pro basketball and even the pro football because I've seen some of these baseball ones. I'm all like, why would anyone want Mr. Met? The guy yeah. flipped off someone in New York City once, or at least the guy <laughs> inside the Met, the Mr. Met uniform. Yeah. Uh, well, I have the Green Monster actually. Uh, what's Yo, his Wally. name? Wally, right? Yeah, yeah, I got Wally. Um, I also for basketball they have uh, the Coyotes. So I was I bought the Coyote for for the Spurs. Um, no, but you know what they haven't done for baseball. I'm actually quite upset. Well, uh, unless correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen this. So I've only seen Babe Ruth and like a select like portion of some retired players. But how come? How come Funko Pop doesn't make? uh at least like legendary baseball players you know i mean g- give me my hammer and hank aaron at least yeah yeah like th- there's so many legends there's so many legends of baseball and, i mean they can even make pete rose for all i care you know <laughs> so well yeah <laughs> i doubt it but i'm just saying uh, i mean i wouldn't mind pete rose i mean i I, uh, I love the way he played the game charlie hustle baby 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that guy re- revolutionized everything that there is to baseball. I feel like in, in some of the modern, in, in some of the modern aspects of it from playing and mm-hmm. managing and, and, and doing a, a whole lot of different things that, that right now a lot of old baseball purists would cry foul about. Right. Yeah. But Herbie, I, I, I will, I will ask you this though, you know, with regards to starting lineups and trading cards all being handled by the same company, how do you think, how do you think that will affect a lot of the clothing and merchandise that fanatics handles as a big corporation? Do you kind of, kind of see them splitting up into two where they may have a fanatics collector division and then a fanatics uh, clothing branding division how do you see that forthcoming man that's that's a good question it, it is a big company that's scratching out they have a lot of money and i'm pretty sure they're able to do that i, I would i'm pretty positive that they're able to get at least the manpower to to at least divide it up into two but honestly I'm, I'm still kind of nervous as far as the sports card side because I mean you're gonna have a, a a monopoly on that side, you know. And and the thing is, historically, if we look at it, uh, I mean P- Panini had a monopoly over basketball, no competition for almost almost, I mean for what twelve years, you know, they had the monopoly of basketball since two thousand nine. So, I I hope that fanatics can handle everything. I hope that they're fair to the customers and fair to the collectors. Most importantly, um, the thing is, I don't know. It's just there's so much popularity right now that people are just buying up and gobbling up everything, whether a pe- whether it's apparel, collectibles, uh, you know, figures, anything of that sort. And it's just driving prices up. And I think it's good for the hobby. It's good that there's so much interest. Um, just the hobby of collecting in general. Uh, I, I, will ask, I, 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 I will ask you this, though. Yes. Do you kind of see Upper Deck kind of backdooring its way back into the business, or do you just kind of see them staying put? I, I foresee, actually, I was thinking of this the other day. It's a great question, too. I could see Upper Deck being bought out by Fanatics, actually. I for some reason, I do not see Panini being bought out by Fanatics. So. I don't see Panini. I think Panini might put up a resistance of fight to that because Panini is going to have the WWE license for another two to three years. But I don't know if you heard Fanatics did acquire uh, the WWE license. Um, but I mean, Panini has exclusive rights to uh, certain soccer products as well. I I do see Upper Deck possibly either partnering up with Fanatics or possibly being bought out. But man, Ray, imagine Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, you got LeBron, Tiger Woods. You have four like prime like goats of all time, transcendent players. They're all exclusive to Upper Deck. And imagine if Fanatics gets a hold of just one of those guys. It'll change. It'll change the landscape, but for sure, as far as sports cards, in my opinion, it would. Now, what would it take for a football player to join that list? And I'll just get. Uh, and I'll just put it out. Uh, Tom Brady, as we are closing out our podcast here with Harvey Montemayor of Hobbies and Heroes. Well, Brady doesn't necessarily have 
he has ex- he does exclusive private signings, I believe, with Tri- with TriStar, but he does have autographs with Panini. But he signs very limited, very limited uh, autographs. Um, there's certain products where he only has five total autographs in the entire print run. So, uh, like I think in Panini, like in uh, like Panini Luminance, that's the first product that came in my head. I think he has ten autographs in the entire print run. So it's just it's tough. I could see. I could see Brady possibly being offered a super, super max contract to where he is only going to be exclusive to somebody. And I believe fanatics will possibly make that contract uh, to him. Now imagine Panini can go and, you know, you know, throw a curveball here and come back, come through the back door and actually sign him to an exclusive. But I, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's very tough right now. You, you know, Ray, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this, uh, Fanatics technically has put out a basketball product, which is the, the well, Tops has put out a basketball product, which is that Tops Chrome uh, basketball, and then they put out uh, Tops Finest. Have you seen the Tops Finest basketball this year? No, no. Okay, so they have, they have all the old time, like they have a lot of great players. They have like Nowitzki on there, they have Sean Kemp, um, Hershey Hawkins, uh, who else? Uh, I think Steve Kerr is in there. They're not in, they're not in uniform. They're literally just in like tuxedos and suits and stuff, you know? And uh, they actually look really cool. It's just, I don't know, it's just kind of odd. But if you have a chance, uh, check it out. But um, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because that, that's going to be the future right there as far as like card designs and stuff. That's the future of where uh, I think Tops and Fanatics are going to take basketball cards. And thanks a lot to Herbie Montemayor of Hobbies and Heroes. Herbie, where can they find you on social media? Like, for example, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Where can they find you? Yeah, our shop is on uh, Facebook. It's Hobbies and Heroes. Uh, I uh, personally run, uh, well, me and my colleagues run the Facebook page. I personally run the Instagram page, our Instagram page. I constantly am posting on there. It's Hobbies and Heroes cards. So I'm... I. I love Instagram. I prefer Instagram uh, more than anything because there's so many uh, awesome cards, so many crazy collections out there. And, uh, you know, it's easy to communicate with people also on there. And many thanks to Herbie Montemayor of Hobbies and Heroes for joining us on this podcast. And we'll catch you soon on another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.